Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Our Lenten journey began on the first Sunday of Lent with the gospel of Jesus being driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit in order to fight the devil. Every year, as we begin Lent on the first Sunday of Lent, that gospel reminds us that we are in a spiritual battle. It's not uncommon, I might add, for some of us to experience maybe a heightened engagement in the season of Lent, you know what I mean. (laughs) Things are happening around us and we're like, well, it's Lent. We should just expect this as, or accept this as an opportunity for our, our growth, our advancement. In today's gospel, we return to this theme. Jesus is casting out demons. He is despoiling the house of Satan and he is rather stupidly accused of being an agent of Satan, which he points out doesn't make much sense. Um, But as we all know, the devil makes people irrational. The devil is crafty. He's also strong. In fact, that's what Jesus calls him in this story. The story, the strong man. The strong man in this story is the devil. Jesus calls the devil the strong man. He captures people. He holds them bondage. And then he sends his demons to occupy their house. His power, the devil's power is darkness. That's his power. He envelops his prey in darkness. It is his power to deceive. He is the father of lies. People who are trapped by his lies, they call evil good and good evil. They get all confused about what's what. What's true, what's right, what's good. Just like these people here who were blaspheming and saying that Jesus was casting out Satan by Satan. But we know Satan is a liar. He's a slanderer. He's an accuser of the brethren. A divider of the brethren. That's his objective. His objective is to break apart, to fracture, to divide, to dismantle. That's the essence of his wickedness and of his work in this world. I can think of no better representation of Satan in pop culture than King Theoden's um, counselor, Grima Wormwood. If you've seen that movie, you can't get that image out of your head. Grima means mask in Old English. And Wormtongue, Wormtongue, not Wormwood, by the way, Wormtongue is a masked deceiver. He holds the king in his power, his power of lies, that he speaks with forked tongue. Theoden is trapped under this spell. He becomes really a shell of a man. He's basically lost his marbles. He's held under this force of darkness. 
Both his mind and his body are riddled with disease. This is a very good depiction, I think, of the effects of how the devil works. St. Paul writes in our epistle lesson this morning, he says, Let no one deceive you with empty words. And they're lying to you and going on. He goes on to say, The wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Do not be partakers with them. But the source of their power to enslave is evil words, empty words, words that are not of the truth. Jesus also in the gospel warns that every idle word that men speak, they shall have to give an account for it in the day of judgment. That sounds pretty serious. Empty words provoke the wrath of God, what they lead people to, and every idle word brings down the judgment of God. I think it is imperative for us, especially in this season of penitence and repentance and sort of doing our our serious, you know, annual checkup in Lent, it is imperative that we judge ourselves now for our ill-chosen words and that we repent of them. And if we do that, then we will not be judged on the last day if we judge ourselves. That will be the judgment. St. Paul goes on in the very next verse, and he describes these evil speakers as being darkness. Not being in darkness, but being darkness. And he says, as you, Ephesians, used to be, you too used to be darkness. You were that satanic darkness, but now you have been made children of light. Now you are divine light. Not in the light, but light. You were darkness. And now you are light, he says. This darkness, this power of the evil one, which is at work in this world and is really our enemy and the fight that the spiritual struggle that we are engaged in, it is basically rooted in false witness, evil speaking, empty words, bearing false witness, slander, backbiting, gossip. These kinds of sins are taken very seriously in the New Testament church because they are really the heart of darkness. (laughs) They divide the brethren. They sow seeds of Satan in the field of God. Now, while Satan is strong, Jesus calls him the strong man, and while he is very crafty, someone stronger has come, and that's the good news. Jesus Christ is stronger, and he has come, and he is the light of the world, and he has driven out the darkness, and he has surely shut the mouth of worm tongue. Jesus came in the story, in the parable that he gives, and he drives out Satan, and he sweeps the house clean. But then he warns, and he says, if the light, if the light, and using St. Paul's triad in his epistle reading this morning, That is goodness, righteousness, and truth. If goodness, righteousness, and truth, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, if these things do not fill the house, then Jesus warns those evil spirits who were driven out can return and take up residence again, and he warns that the later state of that person will be much worse than the former. St. Peter puts it in this rather vulgar way. He says, do not be like the dog who returns to his vomit. 
sorry for the vulgarity, but it's vulgar for a reason. <laughs> sort of to give us a very, you know, good image of what it would be like for us as Christians to go back and to live the way we lived before we loved Christ. It's that vulgar. So let us live as children of light. As St. Paul encourages us in our epistle, he says, as dear, as imitators of God, dear children, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. We want to pray and ask God that we would have peace in our hearts towards one another, that we would commit ourselves to speaking the truth and believing the truth, to speaking in goodness and righteousness, and to resist, because we are in a battle, to resist every lie that the devil would try and sow in us. And by the way, where does he sow it? He sows it in your mind, in the mind of your heart. The battle is in your mind, in the field of your heart. That's where the devil tries to sow evil thoughts towards your neighbor. You have to rebuff them. You can't, you know, I think St. Paisio says it's like letting the flies land on your head. You have to swat them away. You can't just let them land on your head and lay eggs in your hair. That's gross too. I mean, who wants to do that? But that's what the devil does. He tries to sow his little evil seeds in our thoughts, the thoughts of our hearts. And we have to guard against that. If we allow those to germinate, and you know how we do that, we even, you know, we water them with our imagination. We nurse them with our memory. The loop goes on in our head. Oh, what I'd like to say to so-and-so. Well, I'll tell a little story here real quick. Somebody, somebody did me bad this week, I think, a little bit. And uh, not too bad, but a little bit. I was driving over here to Lauds and uh, coming up to the stop sign on Balls Mill. And in my head, it's going through my head what this person had done, what I'd like to say to them. And... Um, now, I'm not telling you this because I'm a good person. I'm not. But this was just by the grace of God. I got lucky this time. Within 30 seconds, I realized what was happening. I realized. So it didn't turn into an hour, a day, or a week with me just like going through this. I caught it by God's help. By God's help. And I said, Lord, forgive me for my sinful thoughts. Forgive me for my sinful thoughts of judgment and criticism towards this person, and I said, Lord, you are, my, you are my shield and my bulwark. Guard me. Keep me safe. Protect me. Because I knew it was just, this, is a, this is a demonic attack upon my thoughts, and he is our shield and our bulwark, and he will defend us against the enemies of our soul. And then I said, and Lord, forgive them. Because they did do me dirty. Like, I'm not going to pretend like they didn't. They did. You know, so Lord, forgive them too and have mercy on them and be gracious unto them and speak peace in their hearts. And then I stopped praying because you don't pray too long about this stuff. It just makes you mad. <laughs> that trick my father taught me. He, he had somebody who had done him wrong and he said he, 
he decided he had an hour's drive to work and he prayed for that person for an hour every morning and he realized after a few days of this he was just madder at the person <laughs> than before he was praying. You don't pray too long. You don't need long prayers. Short little sincere prayers do just fine. Repent for your evil thoughts. Ask God to protect you. And then pray blessing on that person. And forgiveness on that person. And then shut up and move on to something else. Anyway, thank God. That was just a little thing that happened. You know, we have to do that how many times a day? <laughs> That's not just like once in a blue moon. That's like constant. That's what I mean by this. That's the spiritual warfare you're in. That's the sp- and then we go and... You know, maybe we kill the thing and then go talk about it and resurrect it. That's dumb, too. We have to, we have to be, on, be on our guard. We have to be ruthless. That's when you hear that very difficult verse, dash their little heads against the stones. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about these precious ones. We're talking about these precious little thoughts of ours that are evil thoughts. That's what you're dashing against the stones. you got to kill them. Lord, put peace, speak peace and blessing in our hearts towards one another and guard us against the evil one. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.